Hey, hey, this is Matt. We're out uh, doing another driving and podcasting. I don't know. Not really driving at this moment. Um, Very miserable day here in central Iowa. Currently 38 degrees. It is as gray as gray gets. Overcast. It rained all morning. It's the 1st of December. And I'm just kind of glad that it rained instead of snowed because we'd have about a good 8 to 10 inches of snow on the ground. I'll take the rain every day instead. But, yeah, it's just gray, cloudy, misting, windy, 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, One of those days that really makes you understand why people move away from here. Um, Yeah, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, but... uh, but I would get out, um, get out and enjoy a little bit of uh, photography today. Maybe not the most ideal conditions, but I had two other cameras that I've been uh, uh, got some partial rolls of film in them, and I want to get them out. Want to get them finished up so I can get on. I'm going to be moving on to a big uh, developing project here, and I'm going to keep everybody in the loop on that when it happens. Um, so this is this is going to be a short podcast. But I did want to talk about one camera. This is one of the cameras that I'm using uh, today, and uh, that is the Pentax ME Super. Now these, I'm not going to give you the full in depth. I'm just going to talk about using this particular camera. These Pentax MEs, uh, these these M series cameras, are really small. They're going to compare favorably in size and weight to the say Olympus OM. On one series, those very small. The thing about Pentax, uh, you want to always—I shouldn't say you want to—you you usually do though. Uh, find these with the Pentax SMC multi-coated lenses, Asahi Optical Company. Um, these Pentaxes are made to be used with these Pentax lenses. Um, the bottom line is, first off, those uh, Pentax SMC lenses are fantastic, and, uh, you know, I, I highly recommend them, highly recommend them, along with this Pentax ME Super. Um, this this camera lets you shoot in auto, which is really aperture priority for this, meaning that you set the aperture, it's going to check, it's going to set the shutter speed. Um, and it's stepless, so if it needs to be a shutter speed of, you know, 732, that's what it will be. Um, you'll get lights inside, LED lights inside, to let you know kind of what it's thinking. Um, and, you know, that's all good. Put you in the ballpark anyways. You can also shoot this full manual, which is always a bonus. Always like those. Um and it does have a bit of the um, uh, the exposure correction over on the left on the top where you can uh, add or remove plus or minus. What is that? I can't read it. Well, two to four stops. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Um, it is really, though, meant to be a, a, an aperture priority camera, really. You can shoot this at manual. You can shoot it at bulb. It's got flash sync at 125 if you like to use a flash. But really, this was well, this is one of these cameras that was really made to shoot at uh, aperture priority or what they would call auto. Uh, the particular model that I have, 
Um, it's it's seen better days, but boy, it's it's still a pretty darn good camera. Uh, missing a little part that goes on top of the film advance winder, but that doesn't do anything. It's just a cover. Um, but I also have the auto winder. I love auto winders, you know, as an accessory that you put onto the old manual cameras. Number one, they're big and heavy and bulky, so if I need to use it as a weapon, I certainly can. Um, and just as important, it's just a great grip, great grip to, to sit and hold on to this camera. And that's one of the reasons why I really like this one. Um, the thing about the ME Super is the, uh, the, 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 just the, the overall ability to do really just about anything with this camera. I feel comfortable and confident no matter what kind of film I'm shooting, black, white, color, slide, black, white, <laughs> black and white, color, slide, um, flash, not a flash doesn't make any difference. I always feel like I can do really well. I know I'm going to do and produce a pretty um, consistently good and well-exposed photograph. Well, whether it's good or not is, you know, to be debated. But I can certainly get it properly exposed. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to change locations here. But while I'm driving around, I'm going to have you listen to the uh, the latest recording from Mr. Stephen Ray from down in New Zealand. He's going to give us a bit of a camera review himself. Hi, folks. It's the Box of Cameras foreign correspondent here, everybody's favorite Kiwi, Stephen from down in New Zealand. Foreign corresponding for Matt. Matt asked me to give you guys a quick rundown on how I use my Intrepid 4x5. A review if you will I don't have a lot of experience with it I'm only learning how to use it but uh, I agreed so brace yourself here we go so rather than go through the whole process about unfolding the camera and putting the lens in it I'm going to start from the fact that the lens is in so the first thing I do is how I do it is I open up the aperture on the lens to its um, maximum and then I open the shutter completely so then I can see the image on the ground glass behind me. From there you'd normally put a dark cloth over, stick your head under um, to set your composition and your focusing. I don't have a dark cloth. I'm cheap so I just use a t-shirt. I'm a big fella, I've got a big neck. It fits over the back of the camera nicely and then I put my head in through the t-shirt and I use that to help with my composition, but more importantly with my focusing. How I do is I quickly focus it on the ground glass, and then I grab the little magnifying, it's a little loop it's called, and then I bring my eyes right in on that and focus in large, uh, uh, fine-tune the focusing. And then that's set. I take the T-shirt off, I come around the front, I click the shutter off three or four times to make sure I'm happy with that, that after I've set the shutter speed and the aperture that I want I clip it about two or three times just to make sure that I'm completely happy uh, with everything there. Now that I'm happy that that the shutter is working correctly as I'd like it's going as I want as I want it to go I grab a, a um, film holder which is obviously preloaded with film I mount that in 
to the camera. From here on, I pull, I pull the, obviously the dark slide out, and from here, I'm pretty much at the mercy of um, whatever's loaded and making sure everything's correct. And from there, I crank the shutter and then fire it. Put the dark slide back in to the film holder, pull the film holder out, and we're pretty well done. It's taken three episodes to get this far. It takes me a heck of a lot longer when I'm shooting the real thing in real life. Thank you very much. I'm about to run out of time. Have fun. Bye-bye. Thanks, Stephen. Really appreciate uh, the partnership. Um, I keep saying I, one of these days I'm, I'm going to have me a large format, you know, 4 by 5 eight by 10, something like that. I keep saying I'm going to do that and uh, just never quite get around to it. That's okay. I'm sure that that will be again one of these days. Um, as always, appreciate the call-ins. Stephen, I always appreciate the call-ins from you. Uh, a good friend of mine from down in uh, Kiwi land, everyone's favorite Kiwi. Um, and so look forward to hearing about the next exciting thing i believe you're out on holiday right now a little short weekend getaway so look forward to seeing some of the photos from that um best wishes to you on uh and thanks again for for the contribution so i'm out today like i said it's cold gray foggy and that's why i decided to get out because it's not cold and gray but because it's foggy um and yet just not quite foggy enough. Shooting some black and white. Again, I've got the uh, Pentax ME Super. Got some old expired Plus X Pan Kodak, my favorite black and white emulsion. So Kodak, when the next time you're ready to bring back another film stock, make it this one. I will stand in line for it. Uh, this stuff expired in the year 2000. Um, I backed it off. I'm exposing it, uh, what, about 32 ISO. I think I could probably have just shot it at 50 bucks or 125. It probably would have been fine there. But this particular emulsion, I've shot a few rolls of this, and that 32 to 50 range seems to be spot on. The reason I like to do it that way isn't so much this rule of thumb, you know, one stop for every decade. It's because I've gone through and shot a couple test rolls of this, and knowing that I'm going to be using an aperture priority camera, I like to make sure that I can still set it on aperture priority and still get a reasonably exposed shot across all the available shutter speeds on the camera. You know, if I was going full manual, I really wouldn't worry about it. I'd, I'd pick a, an ISO and go with it. Um, but in this particular circumstance, since I want to let the camera do some of the work, I want to let the camera be successful and give it the full range of shutter speeds regarding whatever's available at that particular ISO. So that's what I got in this particular one. Uh, like I said, it's foggy, maybe not quite foggy enough. I'm in a state park with no one else in it. A uh, little bit of wildlife. Ice is just starting to form over this little lake or pond in front of me. And I was kind of hoping that maybe there would be something else going on or that it would be super foggy and the trees would just sort of pop. 
and I just don't think I've got a good view here. And by that, I mean just the perspective. I got some trees that are really look normal and not too far away behind those. That's where the effects of the fog get in. So I just the, the distance between where I want the effects of the fog to be and where I'm sitting, I don't think are very good right now. I'm going to go up and move around this corner here. And I think I might be in a little bit better shape. Um, that's one of the things, you know, uh, you, I mean, I, I know the area where I'm shooting and so I kind of know what to expect. There's a lot of old uh, storm damaged and fire damaged trees. And so my thinking was, hey, with this fog, I can get some really, you know, stunning images, hopefully. Um, and, and that's really what I was kind of hoping for. I don't know if that's going to happen just because, you know, while it is foggy, it's not foggy enough. Uh, but let's see what we can do here. Okay, well, I think I'm going to wind this down. I moved on from my place driving through the uh, state park. Like I said, it was foggy, just not quite foggy enough. And then the rain came and, well... Nothing like cold, wet, rainy December in Iowa. Best for me to head on home. However, on the way home, I did spy out in the edge of a field. An old, looked like a Model T or Model A, just a big old hunk of rust. Of course, no trespassing signs all around. And I thought, well, that's a picture. So we'll see how that comes out. Anyway, I just want to say thanks again for listening. Um... We'll shut this one down and uh, get ready for some things about developing film. I've got a few of those coming here in the next few weeks. Uh, looking forward to that. If you have any comments or anything you want to say, feel free to reach out through the Anchor app and leave me a voicemail. Pretty simple. Um, do whatever you want. Heck, if you want to review a camera, tell me I'm full of it. I don't care. Anyway, also... You can find my work over at uh, Instagram at Box of Cameras. It's Box underscore of underscore cameras. Also, Matt Melcher. I'm also out on Flickr as well. Uh, say hello if you see me. And uh, if I see you, I'll say hello as well. Have yourselves a great day, a great weekend. I hope it's a little bit uh, warmer and sunnier where you are. Have yourselves a great day. Goodbye.